What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today's episode is with Avi DeBeer, Vice President of Business Development at FTX. Avi has spent the last few years working on sports partnerships with organizations all around the world. FTX has spent more than $500 million on partnerships with the Miami Heat, Major League Baseball, and Mercedes Formula One team, as well as equity-based partnerships with athletes like Tom Brady, Stephen Curry, Miami Osaka, and Shohei Otani. Avi joined us in the studio this week, so my brothers and I had some fun asking him exactly how these deals are negotiated, what it's like working with Tom Brady, how their Super Bowl commercial with Larry David came together, and what might be next for FTX. This was an awesome conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy it. But before we get into it, let's quickly run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. Whoop is a 24-7 personalized fitness wearable that's here to help you improve your recovery, sleep, fitness, and health. It's the one tech product that I wear 24-7. Here's how it works. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate, respiratory rate, and heart rate variability. Your score lets you know how to approach your day, whether you should push yourself during your workout or activity, or if you should skip the gym and take a rest day. You wear your Whoop on your wrist, bicep, or now within one of their new smart clothing garments called Whoop Body. The band connects with an app on your phone, and it automatically measures your heart rate, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. The band also automatically detects and classifies your workouts, so there's never an issue in forgetting to press go on a run anymore. You can then analyze your activity levels in the app. There's also a ton of coaching features within it like Strain Coach, which gives you target workout exertion goals tailored to your body's recovery level for that day. Those goals change over the course of the day, depending on how active you've been. That coaching is where Root really shines. Whether you're interested in how CBD or alcohol impacts your sleep and recovery, or you're just wondering how long of a run you should go on, Whoop is there to provide you with personalized data to make sure you're aware of the impact these decisions have on your body. And Whoop is now offering 15% off their new Whoop 4.0 right now with the code Joe at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com and enter Joe, J-O-E, at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. Next up is Athletic Brewing. When it comes to non-alcoholic beers, Athletic Brewing changed the game. Their beer tastes amazing, and since each can is only 25 calories, 5 carbs, and made with organic grains, I can now enjoy the taste of a great beer without compromising my sleep or performance. But here's the best part. Athletic Brewing is now offering my listeners 20% off their first order with code JOE20. That's J-O-E-2-0. So as you prepare to stock the fridge for March Madness, Now's the perfect time to buy a refreshing, great-tasting beer without the consequences. Next up is Underdog Fantasy. My friends at Underdog Fantasy have a contest on their app right now that no one else is doing. It's called The Dance, and it's open from now until April 16th, right before the NBA playoffs start. With $200,000 in total prizes and $30,000 awarded to first place, now is the time to draft your perfect team for the NBA playoffs. Pick players from teams you think will make the conference finals and NBA finals, and you'll have a shot at winning big money by the time the playoffs wrap up. Just go to underdogfantasy.com or download their app in the App Store. Sign up with promo code POMP, P-O-M-P, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. The dance is only $10 to enter, so download the app, try it out, and take your shot at $30,000 in the dance on Underdog Fantasy today. All right, let's get into this episode. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. 
This podcast is for informational purposes only. We got a special treat today. Avi from FTX has joined us. Avi, how are you? Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me here. Nice to meet you. Anthony, Joe, John, right? I got that right? Yeah, that's pretty good. good. You're good to go. go. So what what is your exact role at FTX? I'm vice president of business development at FTX. So I handle a lot of our sports partnerships, as well as doing some interesting things in real estate as well. But the end goal is really just how do we take this great platform we have at FTX and acquire more users and also provide more benefits to, to businesses, whoever that might be. All right. So the real estate part sounds interesting. But let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let, let's start with sports maybe first. Sure, sure. So in my mind, you guys have been like the leaders in this category, right? Everyone laughs now. Crypto is all over the sports industry, whether it's leagues, teams, individuals, whatever. But you guys really started this. It started with Miami Heat Arena here, and you've done a bunch of other deals since. What is the thought process originally behind your involvement within sports specifically? Yeah, I, I mean... So much of what happens at FTX is just, you know, Sam creates like such an open and Brett, the president of our U.S. business, just creates such an open environment for people to just throw out like crazy ideas. Right. And I think you want that at any company, especially when it's young and it's growing. And, you know, the the way it really started for us is we were on a company all hands call and a bunch of people were just throwing out ideas and someone threw out the idea of, oh, we should do like an arena and, you know, I had previously worked at the NBA and so I kind of like raised my hands like, oh, okay, cool. Like I can, I can look into this. And this was in January, 2020. And then like, you know, I started looking into it, starting getting some more momentum just internally as well. People are like, oh, okay, this is cool. Let's do this. Talking to a handful of teams in cities, right? Because the governments, local governments are involved as well. And we kind of identified Miami as like, oh, this is really interesting, you know, great market, super like like multicultural, great team. And this was also around the time where like crypto buzz was like growing here in Miami. And then, you know, honestly, three months later, things just kind of snowballed and we had this arena, like it happened so fast. Tons of credit to Miami-Dade County and Mayor Kava and her staff, like to get comfortable with crypto. Like it wasn't easy. No one had really done crypto deals. So so, so let's stop there for a second. Like, how does this deal actually work? Miami, the, the heat deal specifically, right? Because yep. I think that the arena, I don't know if it had been like a vacant name sponsor for a couple of years, I believe. Right. Yep. But like, how does this work? How do you approach them? How does it get negotiated? All of that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, your history. <laughs> so American Airlines, I think was a, a vacant partner for the last two years. Right. And, and what does that mean? Vacant so, partner. So, so their deal ended and for two years, they technically didn't have a naming rights partner, but they left the signage up. Right. Because Cost you need money, a name. Case cost money to take it all down too, right? So and they hadn't sold the name yet. They hadn't so they sold the name, it. so they didn't have a new partner. And I think this is public, but I think there's the the county also, there's some stipulation in their agreement with the Heat where they may owe some funds or some services in exchange if there's no naming rights partner, right? So they really wanted to get a new partner. And, and we kind of came in at the right time. And, you know, you kind of add on the fact that this was during COVID where, you know, a decent amount of live event businesses were, were short on revenue, I think kind of opened up the door, right? And that sort of opened up the door where we could have the conversation with, with Mayor Kava and Miami-Dade County, as well as the Heat. And then they spent a lot of time getting comfortable with our business. It required a lot of just financial due diligence, a lot of education, and they took the time to learn. Honestly, that's why I give them a ton of credit for that. And to get approval from a local government, plus the Heat and the NBA, who had their own diligence teams looking into this, really sort of validated not only just FTX, but the cryptocurrency industry in general. 
and, and things kind of just snowballed from there, right? And on the due diligence piece, I think I remember seeing a quote from Sam that was like, you know, they questioned if crypto was going to be around in years and if he was going to be able to pay for these things. And he was like, not to sound completely absurd, but we could pay for it today if we needed to. Is that part of the process? You're like, just look how much money we have on our balance sheet. Like, it's not a problem. I mean, I mean, they they have our financials, right? Yeah. And we did disclose that and share that confidentially. You know, and there are ways to structure these deals in a way where, you know, you can front load some of the funds, right, to, to provide some more comfort. And the deal is public, right? So anyone can really go and look up what the deal terms are with the county. And why do you think that they sat for two years without a sponsor? That's a good question. You know, sort of all that predates really my involvement. And really, I don't even know if FTX was really in a position where we could acquire an arena at that point. But I think it could be a multitude of reasons. You know, American Airlines, airline businesses probably took a little bit of a hit during during COVID. That could be one reason. I'm just purely speculating yeah. here. I have no. <laughs> what, what is influence. the like? Once you go ahead and you get the naming rights, what else comes with it? Because I I see that there's usually people FTX related courtside. I yep. see. I went to the game on Monday night, and all of a sudden they have like 16 kids basically like run out. They're doing the half court shot. Crypto chaos. It. Yeah, kid hits it, <laughs> goes wild. I'm like, yeah. what just happened? And all of a sudden it pops up like five thousand dollars in crypto. I'm like, oh damn, that kid's about to go party his well, face off. Well, we went to the season opener too, and I think you guys gave it was like five hundred dollars to every person in a specific section if they downloaded the app, right? Yep. So I'm assuming there's a bunch so, of yeah. It's so like, how does this work? Or like, what are some of the things you guys are doing inside of the stadium other than just naming rights yeah uh, great question so so there's really just really two deals like there's one with the county which is the naming rights and then there's a, a marketing partnership with the heat who help activate the arena Got it. space so the heat are responsible for what happens in game related to the miami heat yes correct okay. so yeah i mean part of it is hospitality right where you entertain guests you know we could do giveaways and whatnot for you know, win a ticket to a heat game uh, things of that nature Every game, we have a lucky seat and lucky row where we give away cryptocurrency uh, for downloading the app to the people in those spaces. And now we've recently added Crypto Chaos, which is like, I don't know if you guys remember that game, like Knockout. It's kind of knockout-ish. Yeah, that's right? their point. Yeah, like everyone's just heaving half-court shots. Was, it was chaos. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. like five grand, five grand, five grand. <laughs> it's, so, it's so fun. I mean, it's one of the most, like, I, I love that part of the game, right? Because the whole arena is cheering for these people to, yep. to make this shot. So we've added that element to it. You know, we also have a partnership where we're able to sort of leverage heat assets and whether that be like in social media promotions, we did an NFT drop recently with, with the Miami Heat around the mashup jersey. So really excited about that. There's a space called the FTX Token Lounge, which we've actually created and turned it into an NFT gallery. It's a way for oh, people sick. to enter into the arena. We just launched that like a week ago. Would love to have you guys come by at some point. We got LED screens. You know, we got some printouts on the on the hallway entering in. But really just trying to meet the fans where they're kind of already at through cryptocurrency, NFTs, mm -hmm. and blockchain technology rather than try and, like, force it on them. How do you measure success? Like, all right, so you guys go spend this money. It's obviously cool. People see it, you know, on the screens, whatever. Do you guys measure, like, hey, how much do we get from downloads or volume? Or is it just, like, we think it works and let's figure it out? Like, what, what do you do? Yeah, I, th I think there's there's multiple pieces to, like, how you measure success here. You know, one, like the obvious one is straight up conversion, right? How many people in Florida download the app or in, around the Miami area, download the app, register, deposit, trade, you know, there's that standard sort of funnel that's very easy to track. But there's this intangible element 
that's a little bit harder to, to quantify. And right. And that's just generally like when I go have a conversation with, with a real estate developer and they're like, that conversation is easier because they've seen FTX at the arena. It's legitimacy. Yeah. It's trust. It's, it's, you know, legitimacy. Same thing when it comes to any of our, our team's business development endeavors, right? If you're a trader that's at an institution and like, oh, cool, like I've already heard of FTX because of FTX Arena or I saw your Super Bowl spot with with Larry David or the MLB umpire patch, like it's just building trust and value through brand association. But we have to deliver on that trust and value like that opens up the door but, you know, we need to help them step through that door and then make sure they have a good time when they're in the room. With I'm them. assuming that's more off a of feel than it is actual numbers, right? That's probably yeah. pretty difficult to quantify. Totally. It's and, you know, we see it because, you know, we hear people be like, oh, I love your Super Bowl commercial or, you know, I had a great time at the heat game, you know, last night or I can't help but see the FTX on the MLB patch like every time, every pitch. So How the did the Larry David commercial come together? Like, obviously, I have a theory, but I want to hear kind of how you guys came up with that and how that came together. Yeah, I mean, so so there's a really good article written. I, I can't remember the publication. It might be the Times, but I, I don't know. It's probably know. the best business show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, the best business show. I think I think they had the best theory on it. Um, but, you know, we, we have some really good agency partners that are super creative and we also have some great folks internally on the marketing side. They're just great at like explaining what FTX wants. And what FTX really wants is like, we're trying to just be playful, inviting, and just like, hey, like we're here when you're ready. Like that is our very much our approach to sort of doing our marketing and advertising. And Daniel on our marketing team is, is a super key component of our brand messaging and you know, another uh, colleague of mine, Sina, both fantastic. Yeah, both both great guys, super smart, and just really get our brand. And, you know, they really spearheaded that and you know, pulling the right people and teams together, you know. And then when we when we saw the script, we we're like, this script is awesome. And then, then we're like, we have to get Larry David, right? And then, you know, the teams went to work to try and I don't know if that commercial works if it's not Larry David, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and just small sort of teaser, Sam's dad is is also in that commercial. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a little, a little That's Easter amazing. Egg. I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Sam's dad is very involved with, I think it's a foundation, right? Yep. There's a pretty big philanthropic effort that's going on. hundred percent. We recently had just had a FTX foundation hackathon at the FTX arena where we, we gave away, well, we awarded a million dollars in prizing for high school students that were building businesses in sort of like the, the tech space. So we're really excited about that. And Joe Bankman leads a lot of that for us, uh, as well as we have a lot of other initiatives around climate and that the foundation is super focused on, on just uh, the whole idea of effective altruism and you know, making the world a better place. What's yeah. going on with F1? Mercedes, you guys I know sponsored the oh, team. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I love F1, right? Like, you know, Drive to Survive has gotten so many of, of us Americans, like, pulled into the sport. And, and it really is a team sport all the way from, like, engineering these cars to executing on, on race day. So we are a Mercedes Formula One partner. They've been awesome. This year has been pretty interesting so far. Last year was, you know, yeah, I'm biased, but you know, I, I didn't agree with the results. <laughs> Lewis you know, Hamilton didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy's a true professional, man. Like yeah. the fact that he's back and in that seat and ready to go again is super impressive. But we're planning to have a pretty big event here in Miami for the Miami Grand Prix. That's May 6th through 8th. We'll be announcing that pretty shortly, but 
expecting a lot of people to come through, doing a lot of activations around just other Mercedes partners, our partners involved, like just trying to bring together a whole community of people building cool things together to celebrate that all. And it's going to be big. I wish I could share more details. Um, How much money have you guys spent on marketing? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, like just ballpark. Are we talking 500 million, a billion? Well, well, some of these deals, like, like let's do committed, right? Because yeah, they're, that's, they're multi-year deals, right? Right. So right. I'd say, I'd say over 500. Yeah. Over 500 million. You, you, have you crossed over a billion? You think? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Because what the the arena deal is how much in total? Like if you consider the heat and the arena portion of it, like close to two hundred. Yeah, so that's, you know, like that's two hundred of at least five hundred, and, and that's right? a nineteen year deal. You know, so yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're committed. Part, part of this is when you do the committed, you could look at this. It could be over twenty years, literally. Right. But so five hundred million dollars is a huge commitment. What was the Major League Baseball? Is the umps a one off, or is it part of a bigger deal? It's part of a bigger deal. So we have a lot of other components that, you know, the the patch is so visible, right? Which we love, but there's so many other components to it. Last season, we had this campaign called Moon Blasts. So every time someone hit a home run over a certain, I think it was 400 or 425 feet, then it was considered a moon blast. And so that was branded on social media, FTX Moon Blast. Like, so there's that entire element of it. We have some additional. It's a very FTX type thing. Yeah. To do. Uh, and you had the guy at the playoff. Games, yeah, we had right? the, yeah. the moon, uh, the moon man. They really had um, someone show up with like a costume at the games, and he was and the we, moon we man. We planted him behind the umpire in the stands with this giant head. It was, it was, <laughs> you can see him fantastic. right in the screen every game. It was amazing. There's moon boys on Twitter, and then there's moon blasts on right. in baseball. <laughs> so, how did the individual deals work? Right, because you've done a bunch of those also with Tom. Someone in the chat asked if you personally know Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I personally do not i've met him great guy like excellent smile um like, great hair great face yeah, yeah it's like you know it's some of these people you meet and they just have this like, like gravitas to them right it's just, yeah. and and he is that he's a bona fide superstar you know that really came through so you know cena's a he works on a lot of our, our our partnerships with with the athletes he's done a great job with with really not just, uh, you know, working with Tom, but Giselle, too, is also a partner of ours. And so we're looking to do more things with her. If you're going to work with the family, you better work with the richer of the two. Right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And like, you know, you keep them both involved together. Right. And I think that makes the partnership stronger. And, you know, again, credit to them. They're open about learning. Like, like they, they will say, hey, I'm comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this. Help me learn about this. And, and our team who, who handles those relationships have done a great job. With is Brady a Bitcoiner? He is. Yeah. I mean, you've seen like those videos he's thrown. Like there's, there's one video that he made on his own. I mean, his team made <laughs> where he throws a football like into the sky and, and he's, he's got like, like laser Bitcoin, eyes on yeah, it and yeah. the Bitcoin like comes down. So he's, but it's he's, amazing. You guys had nothing to do with that video <laughs> because I think that that's what, those are the partnerships we love where like you get them excited about crypto and then they kind of authentically take it in the direction that they want to take it has been the most successful stuff that we've done. How do you guys think about, like you added, I believe, equity part of Tom Brady's deal. Like how important is that to align incentives with these individual athletes for these marketing deals? Great question. Like, like look, these guys have money, right? Like, like, like you got to kind of figure out like what gets them excited about partnering with you. And he doesn't need another X millions of dollars more, but if he's got an investment in, in something and they're competitors, right? So like, like in a way, business is competition, right? And he's kind of aligning himself with FTX, which we love, right? And he, he thinks, 
and backs us that, that we're strong competitors. So I think that validates FTX, but also gives him some access to be competitive in the, in this world that he wants to learn more about and compete. In. What about the Stephen Curry? I, I saw that there's a brand new, uh, I guess, commercial or yeah. video that you guys put out and he's like chiseling the ice. And yeah. uh, I think Shaq does the voiceover yeah. and he's like, tell Shaq, stop playing. Right. <laughs> uh, but like when you guys do that type of stuff, how much of that is like they have ideas for the creative versus you guys are like, okay, we're going to do, you know, ABC, here's the scenes, you know, you just got to yeah. do your kind of acting role. Yeah, I mean, they're generally so busy. So when it's hard to get their time, so when you have it, like you want to have a plan as to what you want to do. So so we we have a plan, right? We have a script. We're like, hey, here's the theme. You know, we keep them, Steph and his team, involved throughout the entire process because they got to be comfortable doing it. If it's not authentic to your brand, like they're not going to do it. I think this last spot, the not expert spot, is, is really authentic to him because like he's interested in crypto, but doesn't know a ton about it, but mm -hmm. wants to, right? And that makes it approachable. And I think that aligns with what FTX's sort of ethos is. It's like, hey, like, we're here when you're ready. Or like, come to us to like, learn. And you know, you're not alone in this process, right? Like, you know, Steph, like, arguably, you know, the best basketball player on the planet is successful at so many things, but here's something that he is not the best at, but he's willing to admit that and say he wants to learn to and learn come more. with us on that journey is really David important. Schwab did that deal. I'm not sure. He works at Octagon. Yeah. So maybe, yeah. 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 yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Look, he, he'd be happy to give him a little shout out. There we go. Shout uh, out David Schwab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? I was just going to ask about the real estate stuff. What do you do on the real estate side? Oh for yeah. Uh, this, this is my, this is my new sort of like excitement and passion right now. We're so, in. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, you need, if you need partners, yeah. we're in. Let's, let's talk, fellas. <laughs> so we're helping a lot of um, condo developments, specifically here in Miami, accept cryptocurrency payments for purchases. The first couple that we did is with 11 residences, Mark which Roberts, is a PMG property. Simpkins, uh, and then also uh, with the Waldorf Astoria, I'm actually going to a real estate event tonight with the Diesel Wynwood condominiums in Wynwood. So they're now a partner. We've done a partnership with Paramount as well. And I got off the call before here with another big uh, real estate firm. This, like people just want, like the interesting thing about right now, it's like, hey, let's accept payments for real estate. And what that really does is, one, you guys know, if you transact in crypto, you're in control. You could do it anytime. You don't have to wait for a wire transfer cutoff. You're in control. And it's just infinitely more seamless. And then plus a lot of people in crypto have made money. So if you give them a way to sort of diversify their assets into a asset class like real estate, there's value there. And then sort of the third point is like a lot of international buyers really prefer it. It's just easier to move the money. Do you, do you wear a, uh, a suit and tie when you go to these events or you show up in the FTX t-shirt? Uh, I'm a t-shirt guy. I did bring a blazer. I'm not sure if I'm going to wear uh, To be honest, like I brought a blazer to work. I'm not sure if I'm going to wear it or not, but uh, I just brought it just in case. Like I feel uh, like that's an insurance policy. <laughs> yeah. Like that may be one of the industries, that and like lawyers. Yeah. Those two together. So I'm, I'm feeling it out. Like uh, I'm definitely wearing sneakers. Uh, <laughs> like for, forget the dress shoes. What's the process like when a company, a traditional like mortgage company or whatever for loans is like, hey, we want to start accepting payments in crypto. Like, do you guys just go in and help them set it all up? Like, what's the process like? Yeah, totally. It's actually fairly easy. Like we have an agreement, you know, we've sort of templatized at this point. We're just essentially accepting funds, crypto, and then converting it in real time to dollars and then putting those dollars 
wherever it needs to go, whether that's to the seller or to the title company, right? Mm. Like, like they don't really want to hold crypto. So it's really the benefit is more so for the buyer, ease of transaction for the buyer. How but many yeah. people actually want to buy using crypto versus the buildings or the building managers want to say they accept it, but they don't actually have an anticipation of people actually buying? Like, like it's like, I'd seem like cool because I accept it, but no one's going to do it because the tax ramifications, et cetera. Well, the tax, you have to pay taxes regardless, right? So mm. I, I don't think that's really a deterrent. Well, if I buy, no, but if I buy the building, if I, let's say I buy a condo and I buy it in cash, I just pay the sales tax or or whatever, but if I buy it in crypto, I have to pay the capital gains on top of the sales tax, except like, that's why I always wonder, I've seen a couple of announcements in Miami, which I'm assuming you guys were involved in where people bought, you know, some are $5 million, some are $20 million type condo purchases in crypto. I'm like, man, are they really paying capital gains tax on doing it but i guess like if you have a hundred percent of your assets in crypto like you have yeah, no other choice that, that, that's what i'm <laughs> right. saying like a lot of like most of them some are international buyers so it's just easier to transfer some are i some people might even be just be yolo buying condos right mm-hmm. because they they can you know i think today it just starts with with cryptocurrency payments but to your point right like you know would love to get to a point where okay you know if i have a, a million dollars in, in bitcoin like can i take out a mortgage against that right so then i don't have to sell my bitcoin or can mm-hmm. i borrow against it in some particular way and you know tie that closer to real estate i, I think we're going to get there it's just a matter of when like technically i think we can get there like tomorrow but like <laughs> <laughs> but like like regulatory wise and just like you know smoothing all that stuff over i think that's that's really sort of where the hurdle is and that's a big thing that we're we're doing at ftx right like sam and brett spend a ton of time in dc working with the regulators like educating them like we make sure we have all of our licenses so it's just super important for us to to be up to speed and and do things the right way so when we want to offer these cool fun products that people are kind of used to already but now put a crypto spin on it i think is going to be really interesting how have those conversations with dc and everything changed over the last year you know, I'm not personally involved in them, but like just from like the outside, I, I think they've gone really, really well. And so much of that is just because like you guys know, right? Like when, okay, you hear about Bitcoin or you hear about any cryptocurrency, but then you like put a little skin in the game, whether it's like a hundred bucks, a thousand bucks or whatever, then you start like paying attention to it more and you learn more and you see the use cases. And I think it's just the the time and the effort that's been spent has really moved things forward. And I only see like, it's just going to trend upward. Well, it sounds too like when you guys first started doing these partnerships, take the Miami Heat, for example, they were questioning, maybe is not the right word, but interested to see if this industry was going to be here in a decade, right? And asking the right questions. And now it's people are coming to you guys to do partnerships, I'm sure, right? Yeah, 100%. Like, you know, our inboxes are flooded. Like, you know, people know we've spent a a little bit of money on (laughs) on some sponsorships. So, you know, we see a lot of interesting things. What's the the craziest thing someone's asked you guys to do? I saw like, like a Canadian like curling team was like super just like wacky and just like out there. One of my favorite ones that we've done is uh, we wrote the fortunes for fortune cookies. <laughs> so if you, and I forget how many, we, but they're all over the US. So if you go like, you know, you get a fortune cookie from one of these restaurants, it'll say FTX on the back. And Alec, the guy who runs- Who former, runs our fortune cookie business. <laughs> <laughs> well, how much does a fortune cookie cost he, he, to he's our, he's our, he runs our Twitter handles. He wrote most of the fortunes. No way. Um, so like you- Shot on Alec. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. And they're really, they're really witty. He did, he did a great like, job. What, so like take that 
for example, right? Because yeah. I think a lot of people are like, what do you mean, whatever? Is it just a branding exercise or like, is it like a QR code that people can scan? And they yeah, it's just yeah. a branding exercise. You know, you, you know, you, you ordered like an Asian meal and, you know, you're done with the meal. You, you crack open the fortune cookie and, you know, you see an FTX logo and it's like some witty, just like fortune around. It's, it's all crypto related fortunes. <laughs> got it, got it. Like blockchain and crypto related fortunes. And so when you do that, I'm assuming that there's some kind of analysis on like, hey, we're arbing the potential eyeballs that are going to look at this versus like what it cost. And I always wonder if you were to unleash, you know, like intelligent, quantitative people on marketing, which I'll put yeah. FTX as, you know, a leader here. It seems like that's really what you guys are doing, right? You're trying to figure out like, what are all the mispriced marketing opportunities in the market? And then you go and you just attack those and you're not scared to kind of do it with conviction. For sure. That's like at a high level, that is what it is. Like what's sort of like mispriced. I mean, maybe things, I think sports partnerships now are less mispriced for crypto. Like, cause like everything's been bid up, but when we got into it, I think it was mispriced, not mispriced. That's like a, it was just like, there was an opportunity, like there was value there. Yeah. I just got a text from someone. They said, Hey man, I'm watching the show. And I can say that I've had a few of those FTX fortune cookies from our favorite Chinese place in Chicago. Exactly. Right. And, and people, people tweet them out. So yeah. there's like this just natural, like good vibe feeling that comes with that. Right. Yeah. And, and you, some of that's not quantifiable. Right. But someone cracks that open, sees FTX, feels good about it. Like Maybe they think differently about them. If brand. I got that, you know what I would think? I'm like, damn, these guys are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're literally infiltrating the fortune cookie industry. I saw Sam at one point was like, I think he was joking, but he was like, ah, oh, maybe at some point we should like start doing things because like the rest of the industry will do it as well. And yeah. we'll like throw them <laughs> off our scent. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to lose money on purpose, I think is what he said. There's one of the fortune cookies up right now. It says, in retrospect, it was inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys think about, like, have you guys ever actually considered like, trying to fake out everyone else and like do something that would you guys put a little bit of money, lose it on purpose and then let everyone else go spend all their money. I mean, there's definitely some, some games, yes. gamesmanship. Yeah, yeah. There's a spark with that. Yeah, that yes. There's some gamesmanship that goes along with, with, you know, anytime there's a counterparty involved. Yeah. Right. So, so the it, fortune cookies are the money losing one. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's hard to like, I wouldn't honestly, I think that's, that one's been like, you know, I actually think that was a really smart. Yeah. yeah. I actually think that was really know? smart. So like, what what would be, I want to like just sit here and brainstorm for a second. What would be something that you guys could do that would throw everyone else off? Like, I feel like the sports stuff. Well, we it, can't reveal it on air. <laughs> trust me, you could definitely say a lot of stuff you and people still will still it. follow. Like, no, they're, they're trying to trick us into thinking that it wouldn't work, but it really would work. And <laughs> but it feels like, like I saw in Miami, right? There was just ultra, there was a whole bunch of stuff. Yep. And one day I, I was walking and I just saw like 17 planes all pulling like the banners behind them. Yep. And I was like, what are the odds that I can, one, even see any of those? But also, too, like, I understand what it means. I remember it, and I go, and it converts. And it's like, it's probably not that much. There's also, like, the screen that floats yep. in, in the water. I see those all the time from yeah. my Yeah, and it's like, I've seen it over and over and over again. I probably could remember maybe two of the ads I've seen. But then I went and I looked. I was like, how much does this cost? It's like nothing. Yeah. Right? It, it's It's so inexpensive that I feel like some teams are just like, we might as well do it. And it's just a pure branding exercise it has nothing to do with conversion, yep. but the cost to the impression number is so skewed that you're just like, screw it, whatever. And for those people, they're making money. And so they keep the cost low without, you know, really worrying about trying to price it at the, the high price point. Totally. And it's, that, that's an awareness play, right? Like we're just trying to get people aware of FTX. 
So then, okay, they see, you know, that boat go by and it's an FTX logo or some quick hit about it. They see the plane go by, oh, FTX. But then when they get to FTX arena and there's an opportunity to, I don't know, check out with FTX pay or something of that nature, they go, oh, cool. Like I've seen that brand twice already. Here's for the third time. And this is kind of what they do. Let me now convert, right? So you want to know what I think you guys should do? Yeah. I think you guys should open a bar. If you open a bar in Miami, because there's a ton of young people who have started to move here, yep. right? There's a lot of crypto folks who have moved here, et cetera. But if you make it a fun bar, it then infiltrates into the conversations. And what ends up happening is it's kind of like a club or, or some of this yep. other stuff, right? It becomes the center of people's social life. Right. And once you do that, like you win. Well, you could probably make money doing it too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not a you know negligible yeah, amount in the grand but, scheme of things, but, 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 it's like but even if five hundred million dollars, even if you did things like you know, hey, if uh, certain times there's like FTX, you know, specific events, but if it literally was just like the FTX bar and it was just fun, it was like genuinely fun to go to, and people would go there regardless of what the name was. Right. You just infiltrate into the social life, and like a bunch of twenty five year old kids, like where are we going to go tonight? Like, oh, every Friday we go to FTX bar. Yeah. You I mean, just immediately become part of the conversation. And it feels like those are the types of things where like the arena, when people, they're not thinking, hey, I'm marketing FTX, but like, hey, I'm going to FTX arena. Correct. I'm going to the game. There's other things that you could do that are like that. And I don't know what the legal risks are. Yeah. Of, uh, well, you guys want to open that bar up with us? Sure. Like, let's Absolutely. let's do it. Sure. <laughs> I'm being dead serious. <laughs> no, I'm not saying. I'm not going to run it. Too. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll find someone to operate it. But, <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah. complaining about the bars in Miami. Too. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we, we have We got uh, the we general street yeah. research. Yeah, I'll stick to R&D. I am out. We're not in if you're running it. If John's the general manager, You guys aren't even making money? Well, I don't know. That's, that's the, the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I think we may not make money. I know you. You and all your friends will be there all the time, and nah. then we won't make any yeah, money. My friends will be paying covers together, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they'll be downloading the FTX app as well. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Have you guys sponsored college athletes? We have, yes. We've done a couple of teams and a couple of players. Uh, I think we've done the UCLA women's basketball team, a softball team in Florida, Kentucky men's basketball team. Yep. So we experimented in the NIL space. Like, I think it's interesting and there's definitely value in there, especially because so many of these athletes want to build their brand and like they also learn about it and they're also really good at it, right? They're, they're natively just good at social media, but there are some challenges and those challenges are just like, you know, they're still, they're still college students, right? Their, their main focus is, you know, going to club, well, playing basketball, like playing sports, <laughs> <laughs> going to class. No, man, let's just call it spade a spade. Like, let's they got to play sports order. and they want to party. Yeah. That's what yeah. they're trying to do. Yeah, like it's still hard. Like I remember when I was like, you know, 19, 20, when it's hard, hard to get people to do things. But some of them are great and, and totally get it. it. I think there needs to be a little bit more structure in that space and it's going to come. And these there's some platforms out there that have been really helpful in, in helping sort of put the plan out there. But I think there's a lot of value there once that gets sorted out and figured out. Yeah. If you really think about it, if you're like an enterprising, you know, 18 to 22 year old and you're good at your sport, you could make an absolute bag mm -hmm. right now. Cause there's so much capital that everyone, it feels like everyone's like that market's going to be big and I need to get there early. Yep. And they don't know really kind of what the cost should be. They don't know how effective it is. Like there's a lot of kind of fragmentation. And so if you actually have a big following and you understand business, 
Like you, you probably can make well, a couple million bucks. Most people year. don't have agents either, right? Which is one piece of it. Yeah, so but they have like somebody looking yeah. after their like. Yeah, they got their brother or their <laughs> mom. Yeah, yeah, or their, but the deal is, my point is, they're much less structured, right? They're not. They're not nearly as. Is it worse to call up a college athlete and him be like, "Okay, I've got an agent that works at you know CAA or whatever," or to be like, "Yeah, my mom handles my deals." Which one? <laughs> which Which one are you like? Damn. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'd rather deal with the agent. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, even if I got to pay extra, it's like, let's just deal like with Like, imagine agent. if our mom was, like, our agent, and she'd be like, my boys are worth so much more. Right? <laughs> like, every mom would be that Joe 100%. needed to post this yesterday. Why didn't he post? He'll post it when he wants it. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what would happen. That's so, great. Yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. It just feels like when there is fragmentation, sometimes actually the fragmentation is bad. We talk all the time about the Miami apartment scene yep. is completely different than New York. Like in New York, the landlords are on it. They know exactly what the deal is. There's laws, there's regulations. You can't raise rent too much, like all this <laughs> stuff. In Miami, multiple friends we know where they're like, we're raising rents 30%. And you're like, you can't do that. It's like, we can do whatever we want. And you're like, all right, I want to go back to the structure. It's free. It's a free for all. Yeah. yeah. They show you comps. You're like, that's from two towns over. <laughs> like, what? That has nothing to do with my apartment. <laughs> the, uh, the, the one that uh, I keep seeing on Instagram, there's an uh, apartment in one of the buildings on, I, I guess what it is, Brickle Avenue. Mm-hmm. And it's like a $50 million apartment. And Jeez. all these like real estate Instagram accounts went and took a tour. There's a video that they all keep using. And it's got an indoor pool. It's got all this stuff and everything. And I always just think of like the landlord sitting there being like, well, if they're selling $50 million apartments down the street, then my thing is worth, you know, at least a million. <laughs> like, that's not how this works. <laughs> they have an indoor pool. You have a pool on the roof that sometimes is open. hundred uh, percent. It's, it's, it's a little wacky out there for sure in the real estate market. Here. And, you know, I think doing stuff with crypto and maybe bringing a little bit more transparency through that can be really beneficial. How long have you lived in Miami? Eight months. Eight months. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Where did you come from? So I'm kind of all around from upstate New York, school in Boston, then San Francisco, Los Angeles, and then now here. Oh, smart move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, up, you we, like it? Are you yeah, we, yeah, we love it. We love it. We just bought a house. Uh, so yeah, smart um, move. It's, it's, the, yeah, uh, it's a good place. <laughs> things are things we, are things we are happening. To, uh, we went to LA for the Super Bowl, and we were trying to figure out where the fifty-two percent of your income was going. <laughs> <laughs> we thought there'd be flying cars. We thought, you know, the weather's great. Don't get me yeah, wrong, but for sure, it's be, a nice place to visit now. Uh, yeah, the part that cracks me up when people come to uh, Miami. Is like it's one thing when people from Miami go somewhere else, like, oh, this is like a little off for whatever reason. But when people come here now, I feel like they're just like, damn, this is what freedom looks like. Yeah. Right. And like they're talking about everything from, you know, pandemic related stuff to the economy to the, just the way that the local government feels to be encouraging local business, like all this stuff. And it makes you actually thankful, like grateful, like. You know, most people didn't move here with their eyes wide open, like that's why they were moving. But once you get here and you get into it, then you're like, oh, okay, like this is where I want to be. Totally. I feel like in in Miami, there's not really rules; they're like guidelines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you can follow them. The mayor's or not. like shit. <laughs> you can like follow them or, or or not, but like I feel like most people, you know, if you treat them like adults, they'll behave like. Yeah, adults, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, and, and that's there's like this general mutual respect. So, yeah, I think that's I, been really I, refreshing. I completely agree with that. Before we let you go, where can people go? Like, what what would be helpful to FTX? Or like, how are you guys want to help people that are watching this? Thanks for that. I, I would say, you know, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, FTX.us if you want to open an account. If you're in Miami, you know, come to our event, which we'll we'll be announcing for the Miami Grand Prix. I think we'll be announcing next week, but you know, excited to and opening that up to to anyone and everyone. 
Somebody suggested also you should do FTX barf bags on the Ooh. on the airplanes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's probably, but it's probably cheap relative impressions, but not, <laughs> <laughs> not the look you're probably branding, going for. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think I've ever thrown up on a plate. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't think those get used that much. Uh, to, to be honest, actually, the, now that I'm thinking about it, is I bet you no one's ever done an advertising deal inside of the plane, but like... You're just sitting there staring. Right. Right. Well, you can like do the airbag uh, comes down. And you're, like, you're like, oh, let me yeah. check FTX first. Well, Michael Saylor did say Bitcoin was oxygen. So, like, <laughs> you, you know what? I always see the Marriott Bonvoy commercial play before like every movie that I try and yep. watch. Well, like, they do the, like, the credit card ads. I mean, they literally go down the aisle trying to sell you a credit card. <laughs> no, they're and they're all they're they're talking about is yeah. <laughs> And it's only rewards they talk about. It's not like what the APR is. <laughs> yeah. We have a 27% like, APR, but don't listen to that. Yeah. You get 500 airline You can points. go to Cancun for one night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, thank awesome. you so much for coming on. Hey, thank really you guys appreciate so much it, for having me. This is, this is fun. It was really fun. We're, we're going to bring you back after you guys do something else crazy. Sure, when we open that bar, like let's, well, we could do this live. We're going to message you afterwards. We're going to figure out how to yeah, yeah. do the bar. John is going to find the GM and we'll be in business. Sounds great, guys. Thank location. you. Thanks so thank much. You. All right. Thank you, buddy. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Pomp Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time.